Yo, what's poppin' everybody? It's the Hyphenate here. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Shop Podcast. Here today, I have the beautiful, the talented, the amazing Chelsea Penner. Hello, everybody. Oh, you gotta make sure you speak here, though. Oh, hello, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah. I don't know if people know this out there, but she came through like, I almost thought she wasn't gonna come through. It's 12.52 a.m. <laughs> like, this is like the most... <laughs> like commitment i've seen to someone coming through for a podcast ever um we, we had scheduled it even like even though it's this late the original plan was 11 p.m which is already pretty late right and then uh she was running late yeah i had some challenges but i made it yeah yeah and, e- and uh even then she communicated with me earlier so uh, yeah. she had stuff going on so i was like oh if you need to reschedule it's all good she's like nope i said i'll be there i'm gonna be there and she's here, so... Commitment. Yeah, shouts out to people that follow through with their word. Um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I just released a music video called Wasting My Time, and it's all about people that don't follow through with their oh, word. I hate so that. So, you're not... That song's not about you. It's not me. No, Definitely I might not. be late, but I keep my uh, yeah, commitments. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the opposite of the song. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am. Well, I so you know, life sometimes just happens. Yeah. And you just got to roll with the punches. And as long as you can keep your commitment, then why not keep it? I definitely agree. Um... I'm huge on my word, so the last thing I want to do is not follow through, and uh, even like for the small things, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it, and that's it, like, unless it's like, I can't, like, I'm like critically injured or something, but other than that, like, I'm there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. So, you came from Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, This is actually my first time meeting you, by the way, so like, I'm not even really too familiar with you on a personal level, just from what I've seen on Instagram and uh small things that you've told me uh but what brought you to california did you come by yourself or did you come with family i moved here by myself about 10 years ago um this was when uh, i think acting was a a big priority in my life so did you move out here to pursue that specifically or was it a combination of things it was a combination of things um modeling was going really well for me in Oregon and acting was too. I got my first um, co-starring role in a music video and I had several music video gigs in Oregon and I thought, wow, this is good, you know, commercial, you know, and then I was modeling almost every day of the week um, as well. You know, I had gigs every day, you know, because we had Nike headquarters, uh, Adidas, NAU over there in Oregon. What part of Oregon? I lived in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. You were like in the Mecca of Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm from Albany, which is a small town. Yeah. And then moved to the big city, right. Portland. I graduated college there. I actually started modeling later than I guess most models do. Um, I was somewhat of like a a, a swan, I guess. It was ugly, <laughs> more of an ugly duckling. So this is a great way to... Oh, yeah. I like the, the swan. The, yeah, the I was a good. swan. Um, so I started modeling... Um, in my 20s and uh, it went really well in Oregon and then so did acting I took acting lessons actually after modeling because uh, out here in Oregon oh in Oregon okay yeah so I got really good at both of them and I just kind of felt like I outgrew Oregon and I had my first um, breakup and heartache so I want to talk more about that too because uh (laughs) I always find those stories very interesting. They are. They are. The and, first ones are always the worst. Well, I mean, not always the worst, but they generally linger for longer than, than they should. Absolutely. That, w- that was the longest lingering 
heartbreak that yeah. I've I've had. Um, you know, it's your first time. You don't really know. Anyway, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that. Yeah. I'm also a, a dating coach and love mentor. I think some of all of that inspired me to become that. Uh, so I think moving to Oregon was not just... Moving from Oregon. Or from Oregon, excuse me. Moving from Oregon was not just about modeling and acting. It was also, you know, getting away from the pain and from the from the breakup from the breakup yes okay and, yeah, so that thing goes pretty deep then yes and um you know my family and i weren't getting along really well at the time um i was evolving and they didn't understand it and um and then also the weather the weather is really crappy in oregon really really crappy like stormy or what you know it? how it's been this winter in la yeah so times that by 20 and all month holy shit for 10 months straight. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. It's, I don't it's, even like the rain out here. When it rains over here, like more than three days, I'm like, this is the worst. Yeah, and try that all month. And, oh, and you never see the sun either. Like really? if, if we see a break of the sun in the winter, we freak out. It's like, it's like, oh Lond- my it's like London. <laughs> yes, it's it's like that. Although, you know what? When I went to uh, London, it reminded me. weather is actually my favorite. I personally really? really like over yeah like a lot of people get like sad or like more like depressed when it's gloomy. Um, I love gloomy like I get the happiest when it's gloomy. Uh, mostly probably because I grew up doing a lot of sports and skateboarding, and I've been skateboarding for now, damn like seventeen years. Um, holy shit, going on eighteen and. Being outside a lot in the summer heat, especially skateboarding, or actually not even summer heat, but just here in LA, it's always sunny, right? right. So you know, you get burned quicker, you get hot faster, you get tired faster. So for me, like the gloomy days were like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna skate all day. So for skateboarding and any sports and stuff like that, it just for me was the best. I love cloudy days. Really? Yeah. But you can still get a sunburn when it's cloudy. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like when it's when it's overcast and it's not just clouds, clouds like or like thicker clouds. Then yeah, for sure, it amplifies the sun rays, so then you get burned faster. But right. I mean, you still put sunblock. But I'm saying like in regards oh. to like the, you feel fresher. I like for me being Got more it. athletic. It's like all right, cool. I don't have to like be as sweaty. Right. I hate sweating. That makes sense. But I sweat I, fast, so it's like terrible. See, I have I have more of the sunburn stuff to worry about than the sweat stuff. Well, I, I burn quick too. Like really? I turn red. I look like a lobster when I get burned. Yeah. Oh, I do yeah. too. I'm mostly Irish. Out yeah. of my I have a lot of mixes in me, but mostly Irish. So I'm I'm Hispanic, burned. Mexican and Guatemalan, but born here. Uh but yeah, uh ethnicity, Hispanic. And I burn straight up, like fully. Really? Yeah. Like I don't have like I have very light skin. Like, if you see my ass, it's white as hell. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, imagine when you see a full moon, like, and they say, like, oh, you moon someone. Like, no, mine looks like a legitimate full moon because it's that bright. It reflects Whoa. the sun back, you know. Uh, wow. I don't I don't think we want to see that anytime. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. On, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's how white my skin is and that, like, I burn very easily. Okay. If this is a competition, let me tell you, my skin is so white, it's translucent. Without my my self tanner, you can actually see the purple of my veins and my muscles. Damn. Yeah. Okay. See, I won. But you know what? I have. <laughs> you can see actually my veins on like certain parts, like down here and like on my feet, especially. You could see my veins too. But oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm a pretty light skinned person, but I burn I burn easily too. So I always have to put sunblock. Well, we have to put sunblock on. That's just how it is. Yeah. So what? Um, one of the things that always trips me out, like it takes a lot of balls, guts, uh, like just to leave where you're at by yourself. Like I consider myself a very independent person and like 
whenever there's something that I think will benefit me, I'm like always going for it. But like, I've never left somewhere like on my own for that long, like, like, like a permanent thing. Yeah. When you came out here that you knew it was going to be permanent or was it like to test out the waters? I felt like it was going to be pretty permanent. Um, like I said, at the time with my family, uh, I was evolving. Yeah. Meaning, um, I don't know what you guys think about evolving, but my meaning of it was... Like a Pokemon. You changed into a... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like one of your nerdy... Oh, oh yeah. I'm a okay. huge nerd. So. <laughs> uh, you know what? Although Pokemon's not really my thing, but I'm familiar with it, so I know how it works. Got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. My definition of evolving is um, growing uh, emotionally, yeah. spiritually... Um, physically in every way i just didn't want to be in the same place yeah i didn't want to be stuck like in a in a place where there wasn't enough opportunity for me yeah and um and you had the it seems like you had the bug for entertainment which is like as much as oregon and portland i'm sure was pretty popping it's nothing like la which is why so many people flock out here Yes. So I'm, I'm guessing like that was a big factor as well. It's like, okay, yes. I, I want to grow on that side on top of emotionally, physically, mentally. You're yeah. trying to get to another level. Honestly, the biggest fire was my family and the breakup. You know, if I really. So it was, almost, it was, think... so it was almost an escape as well then. Yes, absolutely. So that was like the, the fire under my ass. And then the desire was, you know, maybe taking my modeling to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always kind of wanted to be in a major magazine. And that was difficult to do in Oregon. Although when I was modeling in Oregon, I was offered Playboy and I turned it down. Because Why is that? For a lot of reasons. Um, you know, I, I was still, I guess, more... Uh, in that conservative stage back then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, I was just starting to learn about, um, other religions besides Christianity and starting to Did learn. you come from a, a very religious home or extremely Christian based home? Oh, okay. And so, so it was like, it was like force fed to you. It then. was force fed. Yeah. Okay. I, I was force fed every, I had to go to church every Sunday. I had to go to church for many years of my young life and it, all it did was make me want to go less. Yeah, me too. It was just like, this is the last place I want to be. Yeah. They, no, you don't want to force yeah, And I have nothing against religious. I'm all for religion, but just for me, it was not something that I was drawn to Yeah, and being pushed into it, you know, every it, week it was yeah, just you don't like, do that. yeah, yeah. It just... I'm not into religion, unlike you. I'm all about spirituality, and um, and it took me to evolve to understand that I appreciate Jesus and everything that Jesus was teaching, but he's not the only spiritual teacher. And and when you're a Christian, you're just kind of like putting everything in a box. Mm-hmm. Like you only you can only read that one book, right? You know, you can only um, talk about this one spiritual teacher. You know, all the other spiritual teachers are false gods right you know and that's such bullshit you know like i'm sorry but i'm Man, I'm no she called it out right here i i'm not about dogma you know i yeah. i'm more about inclusion and the more evolved i've become the more inclusion is like the ultimate spiritual goal which is literally what jesus was trying to teach us i i agree with that actually and i actually just i feel like all the religions are really the same at fundam- like fundamentally but they all like put their own twist on it with their own the names their own you know just the same stories just twisting it to make it fit like the names and the property that they put to it and their and their region like That's wherever they live correct. so 
I, I definitely am all in support of people and their religion. Like, I don't ever knock people's belief system, though I maybe disagree. I do not like, though, that religions, or not maybe, see, I think even at the fundamental it's the level, business of it, the religion. Yeah, it's, it's the people that try to exclude other religions. And, and I feel like yeah. that's the opposite, right? Like, you're supposed it's to be, not what it's you're supposed, supposed to, to love be. everybody. Correct. You know, no matter what, no matter what they believe, so long as they're not hurting other people. Correct. Um, but then, like, there's this idea when I've come across very religious people that are like, oh, no, that's wrong. Oh, no, that that book is not the one you should read because that's that's either evil or that's, no. you know, a sin. It's like, huh? The most judgmental, close-minded people are, are extremely religious people. Yeah, and it just seems like a huge contradiction. It is a huge contradiction because Jesus was trying to teach inclusion. All love. <laughs> All, everybody. And you love your, you love your neighbor. Do you love your enemy? That means people that have different religious beliefs, different spiritual beliefs. So yeah. ultimately, my, my evolution has gotten me to a point where I understand Jesus the best, but I'm the furthest away from the business of religion. Yeah. And, and that doesn't make sense to my family. Like, they're just like, wait, you don't like church, but you agree with what Jesus says? You know what? Like, even Catholicism trips me out because you have to go and confess to someone that's a man in order to get to your higher, you know, power of Jesus or, you know, like, it's, it doesn't make sense to me that you have to like, oh, no, it's supposed to be like your love between you and your God. But then you have people that get in the way and it's like but humans are, but man man is flawed you know what i mean it's like that doesn't make sense to me yeah it's very much control it's all about control yeah because religion is the opium of the people religion dictates power <laughs> yeah it does like a hundred percent like yeah. um i was actually just having a conversation about that on um on an interview that i did on another podcast that i was featured on and i was just talking about I, I reminded him that factually religion is the biggest cause for wars throughout human history. It is. Like that just trips me out when you think about like again, I'm not knocking religion. I'm 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 cool with it. Do your thing so long as you're promoting peace, love and unity and respect. Like it's do the your thing. It's the spiritual part of religion that you're believing in basically. Yeah, well, you, that well, you're well, about To clarify, I actually don't yeah. even believe I like I don't have a higher power belief. I'm actually don't have any belief system. Um, I think that things are just coincidence and things just happen. But uh, aside from that... Fascinating. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am spiritual in regards to um, like humanity. And I do believe that those who came up with the idea of religion, all religions, had the same fundamental understandings of um, universal human truths. Like what it takes to exceed to uh, succeed to have progression within humankind in order for us to not destroy ourselves. So I feel like the fundamentals of any religion that promotes peace at a true level, not just like peace sometimes, um, that they just had the understanding of how to get along, how to evolve yeah. together. And so I'm, I'm fully in support of that. And I align myself with a lot of those fundamentals, but yeah, like I don't have like a belief system. So yeah, uh, but I'm all I'm all for just people doing good. Like that to me, that's all yeah. that matters. Like I don't Do care good, what you have believe. Faith, treat yeah. each other with respect. Have love and compassion for each other. I mean, it shouldn't be that difficult at right? the end of the day. It really shouldn't be that difficult to all just freaking love each other. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like it takes more energy to bring tension, to bring hatred, to bring it does. negative vibes. Like that drains. Like I, I we'll, we'll get 
well, let's get into one of the relationship type things. On okay. my first relationship, I it ended up being a very toxic relationship. And she said she hated arguing and stuff like that, but she would always try to find ways to argue with me. I don't know why. Um, I hate arguing and that kind of stuff. I grew up uh, in my home was a broken home and it was nothing but arguments. So that's the last thing I wanted to do. But I guess she grew up in a similar vibe. And some people react differently to their environment. Some people mimic what they grew up with. And some people like are like, that's not what I want. So from my perspective, it was like, no, I don't want to repeat that. She seemed to like mimic hers. And it, we ended up having a lot of conflicts. And the arguing was just so exhausting to me. And for me, it was like, man... Like, can we just not, like, I feel more drained the more negativity is around, like, and I, and I feel like that outside of relationships, too. It's like some people are just always carrying tension and always wanting to bicker with people or always wanting to have an upper hand on someone or always trying to make themselves feel superior. So they always try to, you know, either degrade people or just put them down at some level to make themselves feel better. And it's just like, man, that's exhausting. Like, it is really exhausting. I, I have like the most peace when I'm like showing love to other people. Like when I make other people feel good, like that makes me feel good. And I'm like, oh man, like cool, we're all good. Like you know, yeah, it's but, a win-win. But, win yeah, for everybody. but the moment like people are trying to have tension, and then it's just like, like there are times when like I get frustrated and angry about sometimes even dumb stuff too. When I get like provoked with the dumbest thing, and I'm like, I should just let it go. But then I realize like, damn, me getting this angry right now is like just wasting my own time, and I'm tired. Like right. why did I even do that? Yeah, a lot of people are just angry within themselves and don't really know they, how to solve it. So and they fix project it. it. And then they project, yeah. And they don't really realize they're doing that. Because sometimes they just see you as this person that's that's doing something wrong yeah. and they don't realize that they're projecting something they don't they don't like about themselves right. on you and you're like acting as a mirror showing how they are. Right. They right. don't like it. Yeah, they don't so. like it. <laughs> no, they don't so, like it. Was your first relationship, you said that it lingered a lot. So I'm guessing there is a level of toxicity there as well. No, there no. was no toxicity. I just got my heart broken. So so the, the heart broken, the, the, your actual breakup was painful and that lingered. It, yeah. So, okay, so you didn't go like back and forth with, with no, your... Oh, okay. No, it was a, it was a quick breakup. Um, How long were you guys really, together? Um, I think two years, about two years. And we lived together. And, you know, it was my first love. And I think I'm. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I think I was like 23, 24, something like that. It's kind of late for your first love, I think. Well, I thought I was in love before that, but then, you know, oh, I wasn't. And then when that one came, it was like, oh, no, yeah, none of them real. were in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And I just had like puppy loves before that. Got it. Crushes. Got it. Oh, okay. You know, lusts or whatever. But that was, you know, my first real love. And, um, so he just wanted to be young and like go live in Japan and teach English and just not be in America and you know obviously Wait, with you or on his own? No, on his own. Wait, so, so you we, guys we were in a relationship a... and homies like, yo, I'm gonna, I feel like going somewhere like it was like wait yeah did the breakup happen like I, let's break up and then I want to do that or was he saying like, no I wanted... he he's he was saying I you know I I'm basically wanting to be a 23 year old guy and you know travel the world and... oh so the breakup was i want to be single yeah oh okay okay it wasn't like yo i'm doing that and then he's like living in japan or wherever and he's like all right deuces no he broke I mean, up with you first yeah he was basically like well i don't i honestly don't remember exactly how the conversation went but it was i'm thinking about like you know being independent and moving to japan and I was like, well, obviously this relationship won't work if you're going to live in Japan. <laughs> you, you know, so... You can move it if you need to. So basically, I mean, 
we decided to break up. I mean, he brought he, just, uh, he yeah. brought it up, yeah. and I'm like that that's not gonna work. Okay, okay. So, so hold on, let's backtrack a little bit because it just seems like okay. So you guys, it did feel out of the blue to me, and I think that's it why it hurt me so bad. Yeah, because I didn't. I, he didn't talk to and me so about at the moving. time prior to that, or like let's say the morning before that conversation came up. You guys were good. You guys were not like in a rocky place. No, we were good. It was very. I I was blindsided. What the? This dude just straight ghosted you, pretty much. Like, hey, like I'm gonna go travel. Peace out. Yeah, he just he did. He moved to Japan. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean that sucks. But in a way, to be honest, like objectively speaking. It's. I kind of respect that a little bit. The fact that he knew what he wanted and didn't waste more of your time. I agree. I agree. I mean, the breakup still sucks, obviously, yeah, especially when you're hard. when you're invested. But I think one of the worst things in relationships that people I, f- I feel like do almost all the time now, um, or probably have been doing forever, but now it just seems more public. I guess um, so many people are unhappy and they stay with their partner. Because they don't know how to break up. So they like drag and drag and drag. And then they allow like resentment to build from their like on like from their partner when it's really them that want something different, but they don't know how to express it. So like they kind of like fall into a deeper and deeper pit and then years go by and then it's like, oh shit, like now things have either gotten really bad because there's a lot of bullshit or they leave you hanging even, you know, after a longer period of time. So, I mean... Yeah, I agree that communication is always the best policy, and I teach 100%. that as a, as a dating coach and love mentor. I, I think in all relationships, not just romantic, but um, platonic, family, anything, like, if you don't know how to communicate, whatever dynamic you have with someone, it's going to fail. I 100% agree. <laughs> so, it's, I'm sorry to hear that, that dude just straight, like, left you. Like, that sucks. Yeah, it was um, painful. That's crazy. It was really that, like it would just be out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, my my family was invested too, and they were just shocked. Like, what? That's crazy. You know, just out of the blue. And did he give you like a heads up? Like, hey, even I think my I- friends were shocked. They were all just like, "What?" Like, just, we were just like the perfect fairy tale couple. You know, and and just out of the blue, we broke up. People were like, "Wow, what that, ba- that kind of baffles me." Yeah, like, it was like crazy. again. That's cool that he figured out he wanted to do something, but just for it to be so abrupt, you, was, you don't think yeah. that for any chance there was like another girl or something like that? Um, he did start dating another girl like really quickly after our breakup, um, but she was so ugly. Like, <laughs> wow! I mean, <laughs> and my mom was my mom was doing internet stalking, and she's like, she, <laughs> "Who's that? She's so ugly." I mean, it was just a fling, but. Um, you know, they so it wasn't like, like a like a, a serious thing that he ended up. No, he moved doing. to Japan. Like he, did, he, he moved to he Japan. To, yeah. Well, he I mean, moved. at least at least homie didn't tell you he's moving to Japan and then like just still be around your neighborhood. Right. That would have sucked. I like, know. That would be the worst like excuse ever. Like, oh, you know what? I'm leaving to Japan, and then like you see yeah. him like the next week at a club. Right. That I have to be honest though. That relationship. Um, I was so young. I made the most re- mistakes in that relationship out of any other relationship what i've been in what kind of mistakes in. did you make if you don't want me like if you're if you're okay yeah talking about yeah it, like, no no i i think now i'm amazing in a relationship but now but then i i was a child still learning even though i was going through a lot of evolutionary phases in my life and really trying hard to learn and i actually read the book men are from mars women are from venus for the first time when i was in that relationship mm-hmm. um 
I, I had control issues that I just realized I had mm. when I was in that relationship. So control- he helped me realize I had those, not by telling me, but by certain arguments we would have. And then I'd have to like go meditate. And that's the worst when, again, tying back to the communication thing is when you are given information in the, at the wrong times when you, cause when you're arguing or when you have issues and stuff like that, it's very hard to take in, you know, essentially criticism because you don't generally see it as constructive because it's so much tension yeah. You see it as more of like, you're just talking shit. Right. So it's kind of like, that sucks that people do that sometimes where they wait to communicate something until it's already blowing up. Because then it makes it hard for people to really connect to it. Be like, oh shit, that's true. It's yeah. more of like, no, fuck you, you this. Yeah, I'm very much a fuck you in your face kind of person. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio and that stinger comes out when I'm hurt. Yeah. I can't help it. I mean, even in my evolved state now, if I'm hurt, I will say some shit to you. Yeah. <laughs> do you say things you don't mean or do you say things no, you I do mean? No, I say things I mean. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I really go hard, though. So so he, uh, you were saying... I had control issues at the time. Okay. But I knew, I, I, realized, I was realizing I had them and I was working through them. And, um, you know, I didn't actually know. No one told me before that. Um, but that was kind of my awakening time. So what were the control issues though? Where is it like, yo, you can't be going to the club without me or you can't be like, no, like, no, what, what no. Were the control issues? Um, so, okay. So at that point in my life, I was kind of OCD. I would go to the gym six hours a day. I was a, a personal trainer at the time as well. So I would work out six hours a day. I was addicted to coffee. I wasn't sleeping enough. So Sounds my, like a terrible combination. It was awful. So my adrenals were on overdrive. Okay. And I was just like, duh, 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 and this has to be done. And that has to be done. Duh, duh, duh. And I mean, I, I wasn't a good communicator. For example, I'll just give a really small example because this actually happened with him. I cooked dinner for him because I thought he was going to be home at a certain time. And he wasn't home at that time. So I, and I don't remember because this is so long ago, right, right, right. but I don't remember exactly um, what I said, but what I communicated was you need to be here at this time because I did all this for you. Without him knowing. I don't remember if he knew or not. I think, I thought maybe he did know, um, but I don't know if he knew the exact, I don't remember. Okay, it, okay, it's okay. been so long, but the point is like how I communicated was all wrong. So it seems of, a little bit more forceful. Exactly. I was very forceful. Instead of saying something like, you know, I'm really hurt. Yeah, I yeah. went through this trouble and my feelings are hurt that right. you aren't here. You know? Yeah. I mean, I can see how um, when people, and I'm not saying, you know, I don't know your whole dynamics. So I don't know how, what was fully good and bad as far as what you were doing. But I can see how when people are very pushy and very like demanding um, that people can get tired of it. So if that was going on frequently, that could have been like, yo, this is too much. Like there's just, you're you're asking way too much. You're being too pushy for the smallest things that I'm going to go to fucking Japan. Yeah. So do you feel like I'm again, I'm not saying that he did nothing wrong because obviously, I mean, that was pretty He didn't know how to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think again, that's the key. Yeah. Like if there was something that was bothering him, he should have communicated, communicated way ahead me. of time so it didn't yeah. get to that point. Correct. But um, 
I like I can definitely see that being an issue. But uh, again, it, it, that's the the root. The root is communicate. Whenever there's something that's not always feeling good or something that's annoying you, if you just communicate, guess what? If you're a, a, it fixes everything. If you're a rational person, <laughs> you're gonna be like, oh shit, I don't want to make you feel bad. Right. I care about you. Like let's fix yeah. this and boom. Yeah, because relationships, I mean, so important. Communication is so important. That's what I got my college degree in. Mm-hmm. So I I preach this to all my dating coach and love mentor clients, like how essential communication is. I don't know if it would have saved our relationship because we were both young and he just, yeah, I mean, he you just don't know wanted if it been... to, he wanted to go, right? you know, spread his wings and just live outside the U.S. I yeah. get it. But it it, it would have made us happier. Oh, for sure, hundred you know, percent. During our our relationship, yeah. it would have it would have been a better relationship. Yeah. The worst part is when people say that they agree. Like I'm always talking about communication on every aspect. Like I said earlier, not just romantic. And I I really think you just can do that, and then you can get through anything. One thing I don't like is when people say like, because I'm very vocal about what I believe or think, right? And a lot of times people want to just agree with me. I don't know if it's because they either want me to like them or they want or they're, they're just yes men that want to feel like, oh, yeah, me too. But like with my I've only been in two relationships. My first one was terrible at communicating and I hated that. So once I finally got over that, it's like, yo, from now on, anybody like they have to be on the same page with me. When I first started dating, what ended up becoming my second girlfriend, uh, I would tell her like, yo. Whenever there was like a little, small little thing, because we didn't argue much, but whenever something kind of, I could feel that she was, you know, the, the general thing that some, some, like you can feel someone's vibe and like something's bothering them. Like, hey, what's wrong? Nothing. Oh, that drives me crazy. Oh, I can't Why stand that. Why do people do that? Yeah, so I'm like, yo, from, I like, I'm telling them. Right? It's like, <laughs> just, just be real. Tell yeah. me what the problem is and let's fix mm-hmm. it. So then I would explain to her like, you know what? Um, and this is even before we were like having any big arguments or anything like that. So I'm like, you know what? I think communication is super important. I, I really want that to be the focal point. Yo, me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm big on communication. Yeah. I'm like that too. I'm going to tell you anytime something's bothering me. Like um, two months later when we we're in relationships oh. and little things that are popping up every time. Nothing, nothing, nothing. What the oh. hell? We had this conversation. Like, how are you not being what you said you are? I hate that. I yeah. hate that. But you know what's crazy is um, I'm the type of person that will tell you exactly what I think is wrong and how I feel. However, men don't do a good job of reacting to it. They don't. Was it men uh, that aren't conscious or evolved? I, I don't even know if it's men. I, People. Cause, cause I think it's humans because on okay, my humans. on my side, from what I've experienced is Girls get very defensive. So I, but mm. I know that guys do too. So it's just, Actually, you're right because I just had an incident recently where I told a, a, a friend that was a very close friend of mine. I told that her, was a female? yeah, I told her um, I feel betrayed, and she got defensive. And, and just I'm starts like, like yeah. yeah, she just, she just like argued with me. I'm like, but you can't argue with my feelings. Right, right, right. It's like I'm being vulnerable, yeah. and I'm telling you my feelings. Yeah, you don't and argue, you can, and they can disagree. Without no, we being... can't disagree with my feelings. I feel betrayed. No, 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 no. I'm not saying your feelings. I'm not saying yeah. they can say that your feelings are invalid. I'm saying that they can disagree of whatever the cause is. Like if they're saying, well, you did this, you did that. And like if it's subjective, because there are things that are facts, right? There are things that are like A, created consequence for this. Mm-hmm. Then but B is like, oh, I feel like you did this on purpose, but it's like, oh, no, 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 it wasn't. So there are times where you can be... Whenever someone says, I feel hurt, I feel betrayed, Yeah, there's no argument ever. 
All you do is you say, how, right. what happened, what did I do? You ask questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no room no, no, for that's argument. That's what I'm saying. Your, 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 fe- your feelings is, is 100% yeah. uh, acceptable you'll, you'll, to n- understand. Arguments will not happen because that's the appropriate way to talk about your feelings. But I think some people do exaggerate or misconstrue things sometimes, and then they feel betrayed or, or maybe not even betrayed, but they feel a certain way emotionally okay, when, okay. When, when they interpret something incorrectly. So, so I'm not tell, me, you were, tell me what you interpret here, but she was hanging out with my ex behind my back. Oh, that's that's fucked up. Uh, you yeah, yeah. think? Yeah, well, I was speaking in general in regards to sometimes people like, oh, like... No, yeah, I, no on, I, on this specific I case... I have my head on straight. If I say I feel betrayed, you really did something to make me feel betrayed yeah you know because i i have i'm a very patient person and i allow people to make mistakes especially if they don't really hurt me but if you just straight out disrespect me like really yeah i mean like that for those of you who don't know that's a pretty like standard rule like that's common sense i thought yeah 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 you don't you don't go out with your friend's exes unless you get permission you gotta like bring you have to communicate like that would have solved everything with her yeah right she just would have said you know what hey i'm getting a ride with your ex-boyfriend to my friend's birthday party i would have been like cool all right whatever I wouldn't have cared because him and I weren't together. Right. But being blindsided by seeing her in his car on Dang. social media, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So this was this was not communicated with me. Is this being hidden from me? Right. And this ha- three times, three different incidences, and I had enough. Like behind my back, not cool. Why didn't you bring it up the first time? The first, I I just asked her questions the first time. I just said, well. So why was this party kept a secret from me? He had a party. Why was it kept a secret from me? And you went. Why didn't you tell me? You what'd know what say, I mean? What'd she say? She just was trying to act like whatever, like no big deal. I left early, did this and did that. But uh, and so I was like, you know, I could be overreacting a little bit, but it just seems like shadiness, you know, so I kind of let it slide. So, so when you, the first time wasn't like you knew that they were hanging out. It was like they were in the same place together. Uh, I think it's appropriate if you're, first of all, if it was me Mm -hmm. and, 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 and this is why I tried not to overreact, but if it was me, I wouldn't even gone to her ex's party without her. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely still feel like that's something you bring up. Yeah. Like you talk about that. Like, Hey, you know what? Like, I know you guys are not good anymore or whatever the case is. Communicate. I'm going to go to this party. Ask people. Ask me if, if, if she would have just said, hey, is it okay if I go to his pool party? I would have been like, I mean, I guess. I mean, if it was someone else's party and he was going to be there, like. Uh, and That's it, different. No, different. it was his it party. Was his par- yeah. It was his party. I mean, it sounds like she's banging your ex, but. I honestly don't think that. However, I don't like the behind my back shit. Yeah, I, I just that's a little. It's a little too much. Um, exactly. I, I, I wouldn't be okay with that. That would yes. bug me. It would bug anybody. And she wanted to argue with me when I said I feel betrayed by both of you. Now I think that I'm being a very reasonable person by saying I feel betrayed. Yeah. Did you did you come at her with a tone and angry? I text her when she wrote me. She asked me when is is your ex boyfriend's birthday. 
um, this was after another, the third incident. Okay. Um, and I said, you know what? I didn't realize you two were so close until recently. And I honestly feel betrayed by both of you. And she just wanted to argue with me. I don't want him like that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, she just even, wanted to argue. Even, even the, like, if they're not messing around, even if they're just like platonic friends, courteous or courtesy common common courtesy is just let them know hey you know what like i'm kind of hanging out with your your ex now and we're just communicate yeah and i don't i don't like my ex anymore like that i really i don't him and i have been friends and we've done business together you know i it's not that i cared and thought she liked him that's not what it was it's the respect it's the shadiness it's like you know what i mean it's like it's just common yeah. courtesy like i, I just wouldn't do that to anyone i wouldn't yeah, do that to no, any of my I friends agree. i had a i had a a friend that's not my friend anymore but he would hang out with my ex and it, i didn't like it either yeah and I was like, what the that, fuck are you doing it's bro? just like, disrespect yeah like it was just it, it felt uncomfortable yeah um and i'm like like at the time especially probably because i still had like i was on and off with my ex so it was kind of like even worse i think uh, for me, because it was like, hold up, wait, what? Like, me and her still kind of hang out sometimes. So it's like, although I should have cut her off. So yeah, you should have. I should. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was bad. That one, that one lingered like back and forth. That was, that was one of those on and off ones that just like I was an idiot. I I couldn't let go until I finally did. But mm. um, yeah, like even then I was like, bro, like what the fuck? Like what do you? Why why are you hanging? At, why like are you guys talking? Like when she would come back into my life and like, again, this is my fault for letting her back in. But when they, she would like, when we get to little arguments or whatever, like, Oh, you're, well, you're even your friend thinks this. I'm like, why the fuck are you guys talking? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, And then especially because me and her had such a rocky relationship. It, it made me even more pissed at my friend. Cause I'm like, yo, you know me and this chick, like I got all yeah. this shit going on and you're going to keep talking to her. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And people but, just need to have respect. Yeah, but for right there, other, I know? also didn't communicate. And that, that looking back, I should have communicated to my friend that I didn't like it. Yes, I didn't. You should have. And uh, I didn't really project any negativity towards him, even though it bothered me. I held it in. Um, it's not negativity if you just if you just speak or, or, your yeah. real, you know, raw feelings. Yeah, you're a hundred percent in the right. Yeah, and I should have, and I didn't. And later on, when things kind of piled up, there were small things where it made me be like, you know what, I don't want this dude in my life. That was a good portion of it that made me feel like. Because well, when I cut him out of my as a friend, I felt like he was not adding to my life. And I don't think that everybody needs to add to your life. I just think that they need to not take away from your life. Yes. But him being such a close friend, I felt like, okay, well, you should at least not take away. And when other things happened that I felt were kind of taken away, that thing that I never communicated about was a factor. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, now nah, this, this, and that. Nah, peace out, bro. Yeah. But... And you don't want those kind of people in your life because especially the more advanced you get in life, you know, let's say you you build that empire, you're making that millions or billions and you have your your soulmate and and, you know, maybe have babies. You have a lot more to lose. So you don't want people like that in your life. Yeah, you don't want vampires that like suck your your life force out of you or or that even just regress you. Right. People that like have a mindset that pushes you backwards is Correct. the last thing you want. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The more you have to lose, the more you just want, you want to know who those people are. And that, yeah. was, you know, that was my silver lining with that story I just shared. So, uh, <laughs> so after that happened, are you still friends with her? No. Okay. So you cut her out. It's funny because her and I haven't actually spoken on the phone. 
things were not going really well over the text. And I yeah. said, you know what? We just need to talk about this over the phone. And she hasn't called me. So. Yeah, when someone doesn't put in the effort, fuck and uh, And not only that, but a, a further dagger in the back after I told her I felt betrayed, she ended up going to his birthday party um, without me knowing. So, damn. I mean, yeah, this is, I mean yeah. that that straight up tells you that she doesn't care as much as you do. Thank you. And so it was like, okay, so you're choosing his friendship or whatever, you know, over me. And, and, even, and, that's if, okay. and, and even if she that's wants okay. the friendship, like if she did things correctly and actually was communicating and was considerate right. of you correct um then it would have been okay because yeah, but there are times though when people disagree like no no no, mm-hmm. you can't hang out with my ex no you can't be friends with them and what i'm yeah. saying is if in the hypothetical uh if, if hypothetically you were like no like i'm not cool with that and she still did it i think she would have the she would be okay to still be friends with him i don't think that you can hold someone back from being friends no, with other people what i asked her no, no, was to do it not, not behind my back right, right, right and i agree with you i'm just saying like we're talking like just so that way in case yeah. anybody else is listening in a different situation right i think that if you're on the side of saying like hey i'm not cool with you hanging out with my ex at all mm-hmm. um you can't really hold people back i think yeah. they need to communicate if they don't communicate, then they're then they're definitely wrong, and they're definitely not the type of people that you, you want in your life. So I think it's exactly ideal. silver lining. Yeah, I think it's ideal for you to be like, okay, you know what, you are not, you don't deserve to have a place in my inner circle, correct? Because you've already proven to not care about my feelings. You've already proven yes. that you do some shadiness by going behind my back. Yes, because the when you let someone do something that's not fair or you know respectful to you. You let them do do it once, even if it's at a small level. What you're sub, like unconsciously telling them is that it's they okay. can do that, that, yeah. that they can keep doing it. Right. So then they kind of keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, and then they'll just keep taking advantage of you. Exactly. And I I have boundaries. You know, like I'm a very nice person, and I have a lot of patience, but I have my limits. And this year, I've evolved myself so much. I already have like so much more to lose this year than I did last year. So I I just have to make sure that who I have in my inner circle I can 100% trust. Yeah. I I think that you're even if they're not your team like literally in regards to helping you get to where you want to go, I feel like your inner circle is a team in some way or form like even if they're on a completely different industry or a completely different, you know, walk of life, if they are in your inner circle, they're in your team emotionally, mentally because that positivity that the people that are around you are, you know, really contribute to your personal motivation your personal happiness so for me i I see it as a team you Mm want to have the best players on your team not again they have to be in your same skill level or your same walk of life but just you want people that really make you better that motivate you that want you to succeed that really have your best interests at heart yep you you do you do you you can't and again, like I keep saying, you know, the the more advanced you are, the more advanced you are, the more you have to lose. And you just have to just make sure that everybody around you, you know, got your back. Yeah. And you can trust them. Yeah. And, so. and with people having your back, I, I see this misconception a lot of times where I see a lot of people expect that their people in their inner circle that are supposed to be ride or die. They expect those people to be yes men. They expect people to be like, oh yeah, I got your back, so whatever you think, whatever you say is right. I think there's nothing wrong with calling your people, your people in your inner circle out on their shit. You can tell them like, hey yo, you know what, you're wrong on this. 
Like I'm, yeah. I'm the one that does that like all the time, whether it's family, friends, whatever. And sometimes people don't like it. Yeah. People hate being called out on their shit. Oh, let's talk about that. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, I think that is a huge misconception because just because someone has your back, someone does care about you and someone is there for you doesn't mean they have to be there for you blindly. Correct. Like, they don't have to agree with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't stand when I see people get upset. Like people, like I'm the person that, everybody goes to vent to people that i know right so i'm <laughs> yeah, like i too. listen to everybody and like i'm like yo you're tripping on someone telling you that they didn't like or even sometimes me they start tripping on me like what are you talking about you're like you don't like you're not agreeing with me like what like you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> like that's not the right way to handle this or you did this thing wrong and you need to apologize for that even if they did blah 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 whatever so mm-hmm. i'm very unbiased even with the people i love and care about yeah and i see too many people get defensive as opposed to being like Oh, you're trying to help me. Yeah. And, and and sometimes you have to tell them straight up, look, yeah. I'm trying to help you when I say yeah. this. I'm saying this out of love. Yeah. It's a better way of communicating it. I've learned the hard way, you know, when I try to help people that I love, um, to do it in a way that that shows that I love them and not yeah. in a way that I'm showing that I judge them. Because I don't I'm not a judgmental person at all. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you straight up what yeah, I think yeah. about you. Yeah. And I will tell you what's help what will help you. Um, you know, being a, a relationship coach and a love mentor and a dating coach a lot of my friends do ask me relationship advice yeah and they're actually surprised that i don't always blame you know the other party right you know i actually will tell my friends what they are doing to contribute to the problem right that and i think that is what we need more of like i think some people either get scared of like the 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 pushback some people get scared that their friends are going to be like, no, what the hell? Like, why are you? So they get scared of that confrontation. And I don't and, give up. Oh, me, me neither. Because <laughs> yeah. like for me, like I'm always thinking about what's best for not even just for everybody. Like in my mind, the way I think is just like all I really want is like the, the best for everyone. So if I'm telling you something, it's because I want to help you. But also, too, we have to make sure that we speak to them in a proper way. Like. I, I've seen some people that try to help people, but they're very judgmental or they speak with a tone or they are, they scold or they more. project. Yeah. Too. They, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's less yeah. like loving. So I try to be giving my unbiased criticisms or unbiased advice that will call them out on their shit, but in a loving way. Yeah. That way, you know, they don't, it's an art to learn to do it correctly. You know, you know, no, uh, for sure, because I was not good at it in my no, younger years. And most people aren't. I, I call it like a compliment sandwich. You know, when you give constructive criticism, you have to start with a compliment or a, a love statement and then put in the criticism in the middle and then end with another compliment or I like love that. statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you have like a criticism sandwich, then it's more likely they'll take it as a that you're trying to help lovingly and not that you're judging them. Yeah. And I think I think that's really key. I, I think too many people want to criticize, even though if, even if it's constructive, even if it's coming from a place a place of love, and they forget to give compliments. They forget mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, but you're doing this right." Like mm-hmm. I think that's people are more recept more receptive when you can give them constructive criticism with praise. Always, like you can give them both and still be fair and still be you know looking out for them and still be kind of hard on them a mm-hmm. little if, they, if if you need to tough love tough love but with you have to have the love mm-hmm. some people you think they're some the people love. think they're giving tough love when all they're doing is fucking making someone feel like they're less 
yeah my dad did but, that but so. you're trying to but in your mind you're thinking like no no no, i'm trying to help them yeah, yeah but all you're doing is scolding all you're That's saying what is that my they're doing dad wrong. did he he called it tough love but he would never tell us that he loved us when he was scolding us and he would never like i i think the only time he's ever told me he's proud of me is when i belched really loud like <laughs> he's just not good with love languages or, i mean you know. I, I think that's uh <laughs> that, that, that's what people live in this life for they want that compliment from a belch so i mean i, I still have yet to get there so i guess I, I haven't got there yet according to my dad my biggest accomplishment is belching really loud it's i don't so know sad. why that's not on your instagram bio it's so sad like that should be on there that should be the first thing i see i don't even have in my bio that i was in maxim magazine really yeah i don't i i should probably put it in my story highlights definitely should i now I, I need to see this maxim where you is this at? haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll put it in my story highlights. There you, you go. Yeah, you, you're encouraging me. So I'll yeah, do it. No, put it on, no, don't put it on your story. Put it on, on a permanent post. Well, I have put it in a permanent post, but it, oh. then, you know, I put more posts oh, and then it gets... Oh, it's older now? So it's older. So yeah. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so I'm not you have gonna, to scroll down. I'm not going to stalk your Instagram. Probably. Yeah, only stalkers will find yeah. it. <laughs> you know what's funny is when you get like those likes from like 52 weeks ago, you know, like 96 weeks <laughs> oh, ago. Oh, stalking me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they just like that one post. And I, I think a lot of times they just like that one post and they're like, oh shit, I just liked it. They're like, <laughs> I shouldn't like it anymore for a while. Like, what the hell? You know, it always trips me out. I'm like, how did you go that far back? Like, I mean, thank you. I yeah. still feel the compliment. Yeah, but, you should be flattered yeah, yeah, because like, that like, means that they're like trying to figure out who you are. And I kind of post a lot. About. So that, that's like, that means that they spend a good amount of time on my timeline. Well, who is this? A potential love interest? I don't know. Ooh, hubba hubba. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I Usually when I see it, like, I mean, this is kind of weird though, I guess. I'm not weird, but it's funny how the people that kind of like will go and show like that commitment to your 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 stuff you kind of get weirded out a little right i like it i I like yeah Yeah? if it's someone that i would be interested in yeah oh well that's different but i'm just saying like just like some random person you don't even know it's like who the hell just went through my whole thing i don't know again if it's someone that you could be interested in then you know it's okay because for example like um, is this after meeting them or even before no before like for for example my current boyfriend was my biggest cheerleader for a long time on social media and I didn't, I never met him, you know, when we finally met in person, I think we were following each other for a few years or something. So, but yeah, I took it as a big compliment. I liked That's it. That's dope. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Have I didn't you mind had at all. any crazy people on social media? That I had like... a lot of crazy people on social media. Yeah. Um, but stalking and going and liking old pictures is probably my least concern. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I, I don't know, think that's that's, like a, that, that, that's not really uh, like oh shit, I gotta be careful with this person. Yeah, it's, it just no. makes me like it's it's flattering. Yeah. But getting dick pics and and um obsessive messages and um you know I've I've had people go really far as as far as to doing um like solid research and they could find out certain things uh about like my business and whatever and what i was looking for so one guy for for example he knew i was looking for a cmo for my tech startup so he contacted me through my business email and said that he's the cmo and he knew i was looking for one and so we set up an interview and I didn't know that he just was like uh, this online guy with a crush. And uh, yeah, so it it was weird. Like he went through really great lengths to like, so how did he, when you met him and you had that interview, that was a bullshit interview. Yeah, it's wasted my time. So, but like, was he trying to be like very romantic and like gentlemanly about it? Like, Hey, you know what? Like I just really wanted to meet you. Or was he just like, 
in his mind thinking like, hey, like, want to go out now? So at the very beginning of it, he was all about business. And mm-hmm. he even brought his uh, printed resume with him so I could keep it, you know. Uh, <laughs> and and he's legit. Like, he's the real deal. He's like a real CMO with... Oh, so he was like, legit. He's legit. But okay, he just so wanted he, he to meet me. He was bullshitting. He was bullshitting about applying for the job. Oh, okay. Because at the very end, he's like, I have to be honest with you. When I said, okay, so I just have to talk with my board members and send them, you know, your resume. So that's when he said, well, I have to be honest with you. I don't really want the position. I just wanted to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So, But what happened there? Did they just say like, all right, peace out or like? Well, I mean, what's the point of even talk? Like he wasted my time. I'm well, not going to be on, interested well, but, no, in someone okay, wasting okay. my time. Though? Because, okay. The reason I'm asking these questions is because. They're, well, I was baffled. I'm like, well, how did you find out that I was looking for a seat? And I, I was asking him all these questions. Yeah. Like, how did you know this? And how did you not? How did you get that email? Yeah. But he's like an online genius. So he just knew how to just find everything online. He even knew how to do facial recognition. Okay. But okay. So what, how did it end? Did I, well, it ended after I asked him all those questions and he told me how he found me and did all that. Okay. I said, well, okay, I, I'm not interested. So I guess this is the end. So bye but he wasted my time and i i kind of wanted to cuss him out to be honest with you i don't like my time getting wasted oh hell no me neither i hate like, it i'd rather one just of my be biggest, straight up one of my biggest pet peeves in life is yeah, getting my time it's like wasted. you're beating around the bush and making it seem like oh like look sp- it is it is your most valuable asset your time oh 100 because you never get it back and he freaking wasted it so i had to as a woman put makeup on do my hair drive <laughs> to this location and only to find out this dude had the hots for me. Not that he actually was interested in the CMO position I was hiring for. Should have charged him for your time. I really wanted to. Like, Look, bro. I appreciate I, I the compliment, but like, yo. I should have actually said, can you please pay my gas money? I should have. I didn't, but I should have. But like, you better call some Postmates over right now before I leave because I'm hungry. Actually, he did buy food. He did buy food. It was a lunch. So, so. I'm curious about this. There was a time where when guys put in a huge amount of effort to get a girl that they would be impressed with that. They liked that. Now we live in a time where if guys did that, they're creeps and they are either or psychos. And it's like a huge turnoff, though. Girls still uh, not all girls, but a lot of girls still say like, oh, I want someone so romantic. So this, so that we do. We but, do want effort. We do want someone that will pursue us. We just want you to be upfront about your intentions. No, I agree you know, with that. Don't I'm not saying that you didn't lie yeah, yeah. about your intentions. Um, I'll give an example. Like my my current boyfriend, you know, he fully pursued me, you know, and and him and I were friends before that. So, and he didn't pursue me. So I didn't really know he was interested. But as soon as he pursued me, I was like, wow, you got my attention. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. So women do need that pursuit because, and especially if it's a woman that everybody wants, I'm not trying to brag or toot my own horn, but if it's, if it's a woman that a lot of guy guys want, She's going to get hit on by men all the time. Okay. So if you just half-ass it, like most other guys, you're going to get lost amongst the sea of half-ass-ers. So you'll stand out if you pursue her, and you'll stand out if you put in more effort. Whereas the ones that are just half-assing, they just get lost. I have uh, a whole different 
mentality on that. Personally, I'm not a big fan of that idea of men pursuing women without getting some without reciprocity. Without you have to pursue a woman that you know is at least interested in you. Otherwise, it won't work. Yeah, definitely. So, right, because right now you were talking about like, oh, well, you're not going to stand out from the rest, right? You won't. So, I'm curious, like were you showing interest back in him when he was pursuing you or did you let him pursue you for a while and then be like, okay, fine. Like, we'll, we'll go out. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if he had a crush or not, but it seemed like he was at least a little interested, mm-hmm. but I didn't take him serious. Okay. So then he actually tried to get some feedback from me when I was talking about pursuing a woman on my dating coach page. Okay. And, um, and then I realized he was pursuing me, but I didn't know that before. Okay. okay. So if you're like kind of oblivious, then that's different. No, I'm oblivious because it was half-assed okay. and every other guy half-asses it. So so do you, do you ever pursue someone that you're interested in or do you, no, do you believe that? No, it's masculine. Men are hunters and it's See, sexy I, for a woman to be taken by a man. So you, so you, if you were interested in a guy, you wouldn't pursue him? Hell no. Oh, I so disagree with that 100%. No, I will agree to disagree. But that is absolutely no way, no how. And the thing is, like, nowadays, women are more masculine. They have jobs. They can just hook up. You know, they can be very masculine. But in a really ideal relationship, for a woman to be feminine, it works so much better. See, I don't really think those things are masculine masculine or feminine. I don't think so, because I feel like, pursuing someone or showing interest in someone ties into that level of communication at, at like at a deeper level. If you are interested in someone and you're not letting it be known and you're expecting. Okay. So the- women, women do something called dropping the handkerchief, but men do the pursuing. And this has been going on for ever since we were cavemen. Yeah. And I don't like it personally because I feel because you want to be lazy and get the low hanging fruit. No, 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 no. Because, okay, I think that there's like this misconstrued idea. And I think maybe sometimes a lot of women um, do this subconsciously. I don't even think they're aware of it. But essentially what that says is that I'm the prize. We are the prize. See, I, see, I disagree <laughs> with that. You guys can't live without us. We can. Women can, can be single a lot easier than men can be. And it's, you prov- know it's proven in old age that men let themselves go. And, and if they... And if they had a woman around, they don't let themselves go as much. They're happier in relationships. Men in relationships, statistically speaking, are happier. Uh, you guys have to have sex more than we do because the, you don't the need relationships for physiological sex. need. Well, but, but sex is like the the sex uh, relationship is actually not even proof of of sex. Uh, uh, like, but sex, you, like, I'm saying you need women. Well, I think every like we don't need men. We have vibrators. I think if that did the job a hundred percent, like then there would be no because point in- they want validation, they want external validation. You're getting low hanging fruit from girls that just want to hook up because they don't love themselves enough to realize what they're doing is they're trying to get external validation. Okay. Otherwise, if they didn't want that, they would just use a dildo. No. Okay. So what I'm saying is, I like I, I'm a firm believer in fifty fifty in relationships. Like relationships are fifty fifty. Yeah. But to get a high value woman, you have to get her attention. Otherwise, you're not going to get a high value woman. Okay. High value women are seeked out by everybody. But okay. So, but th- that's where I'm. I'm trying to get to is like, 
this idea that I'm the prize, I think is very unfair because I see this happen a lot. And I'm not saying this is all women, of course. Like nothing is 100% across the board, all this, all that. Everything is give and take. Some people are different. Um, So this is not a generality, but it's a high statistic that I feel that there are a lot of women that I'm the prize on the prize, but really when it comes down to it, like, they don't really bring enough to the table to match. They're not a high value woman. I'm talking about a high value woman. You no, want me to tell you what a high value woman no, is? I know what a high value woman is. Okay, but a I'm high sa- value woman is an asset. Okay, but you'll make more money when you're with her. You'll you'll build an empire. Right. She will motivate you to move the fucking world. And and I think that's a high value. But woman. I think it's but, an okay, asset. So let's say you have a high value man, but you're saying that. His value is a little bit lower because he has to no, go. No, I'm not saying his value is lower. I'm saying to get a high value woman's attention. And the relationship is different. Once you win her over, it's different. It is completely 50-50. I mean, that's assuming that your your behavior changes. Because if your behavior is like me, me, me. Right? It's not going to be me, me. It's no, no, no. a high value woman. A high value woman is evolved and mature. No. She's not going to be like me, me, me. No, I'm saying, but in, in the pursuit, it's me, me, me. Yes, right? pursuing is sexy. Women's vaginas get wet as hell. Why wouldn't you want that? Oh no, no I'm we not. We want an alpha man that takes us. Oh, for sure. We don't I, want I'm... a fucking pussy that's like, oh, I want you to hit on me. No woman wants that. No woman. You're getting women that hit on you. The women that hit on you are low value. Period. I mean, there is no see, ifs, ands, or buts. But I, I see I see the women that do pursue, the women that are high value and actually let it be known. I see that as very independent and very strong. Like, I see a girl that's like, doesn't really... Independent part- is not good in a relationship. Interdependence is, which is a trait of, of a high value woman. That woman has not learned the high value part and feminine part about being a woman she's still in her in her amazon phase she's still in her masculine phase i went through that a lot of high value women have gone through that phase but a high value woman is a woman that has embraced their feminine side and you know what's amazing and and sexy about a high value woman when you get her the sex will be the best you've ever had because she's in touch with her feminine side she'll let you take her but then she'll take you too There'll be a back and forth. Like you can't imagine how much your mind would be blown with the high value woman. And men want to fuck around with the low hanging fruit. See, but I think that's like you're saying the low hanging fruit, though, as if girls that pursue are not as strong. They aren't. They aren't. They're in their masculine. They don't know their value. If they're doing it right, they would drop the handkerchief to show that they're interested, but not pursue. They have not learned. They're immature. I'm telling you. I know. I've studied this for eons. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've had my variety of. Are you in a relationship now? No, I'm not. I actually really like being single. I love being single. Well, I've been single for single man in L.A. Yeah, I've been single for going on twenty. Okay, so twenty five years now, and like I love it. I love being single because um, I I don't like the games. I don't like. Uh, and also, too, my mindset has changed a little bit in regards to how humans are with commitment. I feel like monogamy doesn't seem to be a very realistic thing for humans across the board. You're jaded. Have you been, have you been in L.A. for a long time? I've been in, all, in L.A. all my life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't think... It's that- a completely different world here. It's completely... 
Oh, 100%. Completely different. World. Oh, no. I mean, I've traveled. I just a good don't amount. think you understand. I don't think you know what you're missing. Like, well, that's like the well, typical case of an LA man that loves to be single. You just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And you don't realize that you're missing out on one of the most amazing feeling in the entire world. No, I agree that it's awesome. It is beyond awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that people should not be in relationships. It, I, I'm actually a big proponent of true love, like good relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, it sounds like you've just had practice before because if you prefer being single, you have not had. Oh no, I've had bad relationships. Yeah, that, that's why I like being single because I yeah. know that I don't have to deal with all that drama, <laughs> that negativity, that the. It's the, not the, the relationship that was the negativity and drama. It was the person. No, no, of course. Um, but I'm saying is like. You, especially out here in LA, I think you get more bad apples than good apples, well, and a lot of them are are disguised as being like a, a good keeper. But then it's like, oh shit, you're kind of actually not that good. Well, what I attribute dating in LA to be like is like shopping at Goodwill. There is a ton of garbage, a, a oh. ton of gross, just garbage. But there are gems, and when you find a gem, it's like, wow. Yeah, I have sorted through all this garbage to finally find you. That's what dating in LA is like. That's why a lot of people are like cool with being single. But again, like once you get into that amazing relationship with a high value woman, you would never turn back. You'd be like, this is the best shit ever. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of, I think your interpretation of what a high value woman is, is very different from a lot of other people. Like there are a lot of women that think they're high value women and seem to be by all accounts on paper that they're like that, right? No, you have to be emotionally on point, spiritually, everything. No, I you, agree. You, you have to be, actually, the internal part is the most essential part of being high value. Yeah, definitely, 100%, because the mindset is more important than anything because the mindset manifests all the Always. all the physical. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think it's very important for humans to give and take. I'm like, even yeah, that's the, what relationships are. Right. Well, relationships. So I, I think even on the pursuit, I'm not saying that a guy doesn't have to do any effort. A hundred percent. You have to do effort in all aspects to keep good people in your life. And then on a, on a romantic relationship, you definitely have to do effort to show appreciation and show the interest. But what I'm saying though, is like, I'm not a big fan of the idea that women don't partake in the pursuit. Like, I think there has to be a two way pursuit. She, she has to show interest. Yes, I agree. But However, even interest, because there, there are girls this is that primal like, and it goes way back to, you know, when we were cavemen. But I, I think we we're have, more intelligent than that now. No, 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 no. This is primal still. And I'll tell you why, because you don't understand you're not a woman. We have a lot more to lose when it comes to a relationship and having sex with a man because we can get pregnant. Like, okay. you, you guys have no idea. And some, and I even had to experience being ghosted when I got pregnant once to really fully understand a thousand percent why women have to let a man pursue you and show effort. Because if he doesn't do that, what the hell is he going to do to you if you get pregnant? You know what I mean? That's a very vulnerable state to be in. You have to make sure that this guy a hundred percent is interested so in I, you. I mean, I, I get pursuing shows effort. Yeah. Effort but, is but, the but, key. But, you know, I think the majority of dudes that pursue, like get bored after they get what they want. And I think that sucks. So what I'm saying is like, I don't think there's I disagree. A... I disagree. I don't think that's true. I mean, I think the majority of people, especially out here in LA, relationships don't last long because people want what they want. And when they get it, they get like, they have so many options. They're so, it's so, what's so special about it? Like now, like the, 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 the puppy love is gone. 
Now they want something more exciting. They want something new. They're one click away. So I see like... You're so, so jaded. No, no. Again, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying that like that's how humans should be. Like, I'm Yeah, saying it's that's not, not... Absolutely, it's not no, okay. No. Yeah, yeah, no. no. It, I'm it, saying it, the opposite. I, I'm going to tell you a funny date story um i'm from oregon and things are just completely different there this la is is its own oh booty call i'm <laughs> no, 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 not a booty call i'm <laughs> just kidding it's a it's a high profile woman trying to have some fun <laughs> i'm just kidding it was uh, the timer i know so um this la is its own like craziness there's no other place like la and you wouldn't know because you've never lived anywhere else but no but i travel a lot I, with, even with traveling when you're traveling still that hookup shit happens but when you live in other places it's completely different what are you talking about hookup like you're talking about just like like fuck buddies or just people messing around i don't know it doesn't like, happen in other places call hookups i don't do okay. i don't do hookups so i don't know hookups like just messing Have around sex whatever okay. you guys do I don't know. You, I, you guys? Who's you guys? I, I just, I don't do that. So. Okay, okay. You're saying you guys, like if it's an LA thing. Like, it is an LA thing. It's a, it's an around the world thing. Well, when you travel and they're like, oh, American. Uh, yeah, I've heard stories. Uh, no, I'm saying even like in smaller states, you know, you know like it, ha- like people fuck. It, it's like not. Like, I mean, it's, it's very rare. So that the people... hookup culture has definitely blown up since the Tinder thing and the Bumble and whatever. But um, it's, you're single so you kind of like have this world that's just different from like someone that's in a relationship or- by the way a lot of the people around me are actually married so okay like i'm I'm not just around only my type of, and also too like i'm my the person i am i actually i'm not really into like pursuing girls like sexually like going to clubs and going to bars and like oh let's get some girls like like that's the last thing i want to do i focus more on like my my hustle and like if Fun comes, it comes. But like, I don't, I'm not like a, oh, yeah, Are like, you in your 20s as well? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a LA man in his 20s. Very typical LA man in his 20s. I think I'm very not typical. Cause <laughs> no, I, I don't live I'm talking like about most... dating. I'm talking about with dating. See, I don't think that you need someone to be happy. I think that I'm it, not saying no, 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 that. No, 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 no. So what I'm saying though is, I think you know a relationship, a good relationship, is a bonus in life. But I think you can yes, be fulfilled it is a bonus. in life. I feel fulfilled. I don't feel I'm missing anything. You just but, don't know what you don't know. Well, is what, what I'm, I'm trying to say. But what I'm saying is, I feel happy. And even if someone says, "Well, you're not as happy as you could be," well, yeah, even when you get in the right relationship, there are still other things you want in your life that you're not as happy as not having those things. That's not true. If you're in the right relationship, you can have all your cake and eat it too. But what I'm saying is you're still going to want other things in your career. You're still going to want to... Yeah, like, why not? Why the, no, what was your relationship going to hold you back on? No, no, I'm not saying that it's holding you back. I'm just saying yeah. that there's always more to life. You'll actually get more. You, you'll actually succeed more if you're in the right relationship. You will. It naturally happens. Yeah, well, that's... You, you have can, more external see, drive. Yeah, and I, well, I think it correlates more to relationship because they're there with you more than friends. Um, but I think it's just the idea is more fundamentally that you have someone that pushes you. So yeah, but you have an external like you have purpose. You have more purpose. You, you, I, the the amount of motivation you get from the correct relationship is just it it's unspeakable. Like I have no words for it. I mean, I'm it's not, just I'm not, it's crazy. It's like taking steroids. Yeah, I, I definitely see that definitely being an, an an extra drive. But I'm saying that not everybody needs that to have the drive. And you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're missing unless you know what you're missing. I'm serious. I'm just saying that some people think differently. I'm not saying that everybody thinks the same. I've been single more in my adult life than I have been in a relationship. Do you? Did you like being single? No. 
Okay, well, see, that's what, that's the difference. So you've never experienced that blissfulness. No, I was happy. I'm a happy person. No, I'm not saying you're happy. But I'm, I'm a- much happier in a relationship. Much happier. And I think there are a lot of people that have different ways of thinking that they have different They're ways. just in the wrong relationship. <laughs> no, no, but what I'm, all I'm saying is that, like, most people, yes, I think... Because I, I go on a lot of dates and I would start to date people and I would just rather be single than date them. Yeah, because they were, like, not a good yeah, but, fit. But when you find the... the that person there's nothing better I'm literally not saying, no no I'm not, I'm not saying that it's whack for yeah. sure it's always good like the you thing- just haven't found her i'm gonna be honest a hundred percent if you're my client i would say straight up you have not fucking found her oh that's a hundred percent you yeah it, yeah otherwise i'd be with her yeah of course yeah but what i'm saying is like i don't feel i need one so what i'm saying is i'm not like a typical because i'm not like i'm oh, not saying trying you to get need girls. it either yeah. but you're you were trying to say like you're perfectly happy being single and everything's great and you know you don't need a woman and la 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 and i'm just trying to tell you you would be pleasantly surprised well like i said i feel it's a bonus and everybody loves a bonus so yeah. when that bonus comes like i know i'm gonna embrace it and i'm gonna enjoy it like i'm not yeah. saying i'm gonna be like fuck this fuck being happy like who the fuck wants to not be happy but i'm right. saying is like you can be happy with that what the fuck is going on oh you know what i think i put snooze <laughs> instead of the. Uh, Oh, something okay um so yeah so you know what i have another question that's semi-related <laughs> to this how do you feel about guys not paying for a girl when they go out so again it all comes down to the primal need in women because um we have a lot more to lose we have to make sure that he if he can't afford diapers he has no business dating you to be honest because anything can happen with sex you know, condoms break things happen so um if he can't afford to buy you dinner on the first date or show you that he can afford to, I really just think that it's a, it's a red flag. Women have okay, to let's say after the first date. If um, it, so like continuing on, is the guy supposed to pay for every date? So I've dated um, rich men and I've dated broke men and I've dated in between. And um, there's the rich men will always insist on paying and uh, especially for the machismo like they want to be like look at me look at me so there's even not more just in- that they they have they take pride in being able to provide they do rich men are are very happy to have that ability to provide it makes them feel like a man okay and in you know one if you're not like a multimillionaire or billionaire it's really hard to understand that but because i've dated billionaires and multimillionaires um, they just really en- enjoy being a provider because it feels very fulfilling. Okay, so it makes how them do feel, feel it makes them feel very masculine. So how do you feel about a guy that doesn't want to pay every time? Um, if he doesn't want to, I wouldn't like it. But if he wants to and can't, I would like it. Okay, it's a mindset thing. It's like I want a man that wants to take care of me. See, I, I not don't that like I'm asking him to because all my relationships have been with my serious like with men that I actually fell in love with. Um, I've actually been the main provider, um, and that's didn't get me anywhere, ladies. By the way, I lost everything, and they gained everything. Like they became successful, I lost everything. So doesn't work. But um, I appreciated that they wanted to mm-hmm. and i appreciated that they you know did their best to try to provide when they could because it makes you feel like a lady and and what it does on a hormone level when a when a man uh, asks you out on a date and 
pays for the date. There's something that it, it does to women on a hormone level. We get a dose of oxytocin. Oxytocin is the bonding hormone. And it starts actually when he asks you on the date. So the further in advance that he asks you on the date, the more likely you're going to have a bigger burst of oxytocin. It's going to last throughout the week because you have something to look forward to you know, while you're working. It's a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Women don't do as well with cortisol in our system. Men can do great things with cortisol in their system because they have 30% more testosterone. Women tend to um, have more anxiety and just shut down with more cortisol. So we need oxytocin. We need romance to uh, have to be a stress reliever. See, I don't think paying is connected to romance. It is actually because it's a primal. It's See, a primal. I think, I think there's a it misconception us, there. You no, know, I'm letting you know as a woman how it well, makes from, us from feel. From your perspective, not how it, every woman. How but. it makes us feel. And I had to do a lot of work on myself because I didn't used to know my value and I didn't used to be in touch with my body and how I felt. And I would be like, oh no, I got this. I can provide. I got whatever. I make money. But that was the young, immature, masculine me that did not know her worth. Now that I know my worth and I know a feminine, feminine is, is receiving, masculine is giving. However, in a relationship, what happens is that the, the woman gives back tenfold what the man gives. So if a, if a man gives a sperm, we turn that into a baby. If he gives us a house, we turn it into a home. If he gives us groceries, we turn it into dinner. You know, women have a way of tenfold returning what we're given. I mean, that's assuming that the women do that, though. I don't really see high that High-value being... women. I'm always talking about high-value women. I'm not talking about immature girls that don't know their worth, that are still in their masculine, that still try but to he, but alpha even the, the relationship. But even the idea of dinner, though, it's like, that's assuming that the woman has to keep cooking. Like, I don't... Like, what if the woman... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what happens when you bring her groceries... I'm just giving an analogy. It's actually a real analogy. I think it was a quote. I don't remember who the quote was by, but he gave that specific analogy. It's basically just stating that if you give something to a woman, she will return it tenfold. If if she's super... My ex-boyfriend paid some of my credit cards down, probably like $5,000. And I motivated him so much, he was making over $100,000 a month. That's awesome. Women will always, always. There was one guy um, that I, I basically told him, "You have to get this stock. You, you have to get it. You know, and I know it's gonna, it's gonna make you a lot of money." So it made him five hundred thousand dollars. That's awesome. He just, he just said, "Well, what do you want?" And I said, "You know, I actually just need a car." But I gave back. I gave him so much more than what I got out of the deal, and that's okay. Because as a woman, it's like, I love the fact that my ex-boyfriends, you know, got so much more successful being in a relationship with me. It hurts if they don't recognize that or if they don't appreciate it. But I love the fact that they're successful because of any sort of external motivation I did and anything I added and contributed to the relationship. So again, that's the difference of being a high value woman versus a woman that just takes that takes dinners and takes dinners yeah, of course, yeah. and doesn't give back. But again, I'm talking about high value women and it's a completely different, it's same gender, completely different animal. So with that theory though, the man has to give and then the girl 
returns. Yes, that's correct. Because you have to win her over. We take longer to fall in love with a man than a man takes to fall in love with us. He basically has to convince us because, again, we have more to lose. On a primal level, we have more to lose than a man does. See, I see... like. I appreciate your mindset, and I think that's how... These more- are all based on statistics and numbers and the education I've done for two decades and the certifications I've gotten and everything. What I'm saying, though... So I'm not just spitballing. What I'm saying is that that's a rare breed. It's not... What's like, a rare be- breed? They're not many. What's not many? A dime a dozen. What is? High-value woman? At that level... Yes. That those those are the women you have to pursue. So you have to get out of your comfort zone right. of low hanging fruit and find the women that you have to go pursue. So but what I'm saying though is that more often than not, though girls and the women that are more pursue me, pursue me, pursue me, you're not really showing that you have that ability to return the way you're saying that you do or that some high value women do. There's no hint of that return by just pursue, pursue. So I see more often than not, a girl's like making herself seem as the high value woman that you are explaining, which is fucking awesome. That's someone that reciprocates and gives back more. But they make it seem like I'm this, I'm that, I'm this prize. And then I would say nine times out of 10, they fall off and it's still spoil me take care of me and then you find out okay well they're not the high value woman that you're talking about but what i'm saying is that without showing that uh, that amount some amount of reciprocity some amount of showing that the person has those morals and those values of return like i feel like more guys waste their time with the wrong women because they're they get tricked into believing well you have to do better at discerning and sometimes sometimes it takes time but I'll give you some key traits to look for um, to make sure she's a high-value woman. To make sure she's a high-value woman, typically she needs to be an entrepreneur. She needs to understand your hustle. She needs to understand what it takes to build an empire so she can help you with it in her way. You know, She can't be pushed to do it, but she will if she's a high-value woman. Another trait of a high-value woman is she's conscious, which means she's awoken spiritually, which means that she understands that... Um, True spirituality means ultimately love and oneness and there's no duality, which means she'll never judge you. That means that your relationship could evolve to something in the future different than what it is now. Let's say you guys get married. Let's say you guys get bored screwing each other after five years. A high value woman would be open to the idea that maybe you guys should screw other people but stay married. But you have to have communication. Do you, do, let's go into that. Um, do you... Th- because earlier I was kind of touching on it and we kind of didn't expand on it. But I was talking earlier about how I don't believe that humans are very – it's natural for humans to be monogamous. You can be, though. If you have the right person, you, it's it's easy to be monogamous. However, you have not met that right person like with the unicorn pussy yet. But when you do, you, it'll be But easy. even then, I think – It'll be easy. You'll be like, no, I can't go anywhere. No, like, but, I'm but, stuck. <laughs> I don't know. I think that just humanity – like you can have the best burger that you've ever tasted in your life. And sometimes you'll still want – Another burger. He sounds jaded. No, but I'm not. No, no, no. Again, I'm not saying. This is your perception. So no, 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 not perception. It's my view and my observations. What I've studied because I study humans all the time, and I just see nonstop the majority of humans. You've lived in LA all your life. No, what not I'm, even like. Look at how many people have the hottest girl or the best this or the best. There's that. way too much more into it, though. You no, have to keep desire in relationship 
both people have to want to make it work. You have to have communication. Both have of to course. have relationship skills. So again, another trait you need to look for in a high value woman is that she has relationship skills. She has communication skills. Right. She knows what it takes to keep her man happy. She knows maybe how to give him a lap dance. She knows to, you know, keep it sexy and wear lingerie sometimes. She knows how to fuck. You know, like you have to make sure you, that she knows what she and you have to like kind of maybe suggest that she you know, maybe should know these things. I don't know why all women don't, but if they want to be the best partner possible, then she will. And a high value woman is always working on herself. A high value woman, I'm surrounded by them. I have multiple friends. My best friends are all very high value women. We all know how to fuck. We all are conscious as fuck. We're spiritual gangsters. We're open-minded, non-judgmental. have nothing but love very courteous to each other, have a lot of compassion. We're sexy. We're beautiful. We take care of how we look and we know how to treat a man. We know how to treat a man like a king and I'm surrounded by them, but like attracts like. So that's what you look for. You look for a woman that is conscious, that is an entrepreneur, that is always constantly improving herself and getting better. And that means that she'll want to get better in a relationship too. And she'll be open-minded. This open-mindedness can also lead to your marriage evolving. Like what I was talking about with the open relationship, one partner may not want it and the other partner might. So what you could do if the other partner doesn't want it, then you could just like suggest certain things like let's just, let's just watch or let's go to strip club or whatever. You know, you have to, you have to respect each other, but an open minded person will always listen to their partner. Well, if you're feeling like you're not getting enough, let me try to step up my sex scene. If that's not working, you know, let's explore other things. But again, this is high value people only. This is not the typical person you're going to find on Tinder. In fact, high value people would never put themselves on Tinder ever because we know that we're too valuable. We know that we deserve better than that. We know that it drops our value. Have you ever been on a dating website? I've never been on Tinder. No, any dating website. No, I had to. I actually had to be on dating websites so I could understand what my clients were going through. So my first. I'm saying ex- for your personal interest. So my yes, and that was actually um, last after my last breakup last year. My sister actually got me on Bumble, and uh, I I wasn't on it very much. I didn't really like it, to be honest with you. But I'm saying though, like Bumble, Tinder, like it's a similar no concept. Tinder. But what I'm saying is fundamentally... No, Tinder is actually was created for hookups. That's what the, oh, the yeah, creation yeah. Well, just of Just like it. Snapchat was created for nudes. Like I'm It was s- created for nudes. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why it was self-deleting. So that way you wouldn't have to worry about it. But then people started screenshotting. And that's why you get the notification when someone screenshot. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying though... But is- people do use it for hookups. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, the reputation, you just want to like... If something has a reputation and it's an energy, you know, like you always want to be very very cautious of energy if something just doesn't feel like good mm-hmm. then don't do it and i i've heard that hinge has a better energy to it i personally have not been on a hinge but i've i've heard that the energy is just not there's not swiping so it's 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 more humanity yeah. and you actually have to like like pictures and stuff like that yeah. so I, I i heard it's better energy so you know, high value people are more in touch with energy and energetics. And so you, you're going to find, you know, better high value people on something that has a better energy field. 
So you want to be very cognizant of that when you're looking for a high value person and a high value man, it's the same thing, you know, with a high value man, he's high value men pursue women because they understand that you have to win over a high value woman. You have to get her attention. You have to take her attention away from all the hundreds of thousands of men trying to win her over because if you're a high value woman, guys are going to notice guys are going to take notes. They're going to be like, wow, you know, not only are you really hot, but you have a brain and you're actually building stuff and doing shit and you're sexy and that's crazy. You know, like people, people take notice of that. So high value men are also conscious. High value men also work on themselves. High value men um, are always wanting to better themselves and, you know, get out of their comfort zone and in comfort zones and, that goes for dating. That's not just for, you know, like we always hear on entrepreneurs. I don't know if this is an entrepreneur podcast, but um, a lot of entrepreneur stuff is like, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Well, it's the same in relationships and dating. You know, if you want something better, then you have to get out of what's comfortable. Yeah, of course. You're, you can't grow in the same place. Right. And I feel like a lot of people get kind of stuck in dating, especially because the dating apps make it so easy to just swipe and, you know, see a lot of people, but you have to kind of get out of a comfort zone to to meet, you know, high value people that don't really feel good about swiping. Yeah. And I think to, to become a high value person, you have to and, and attract high value. You have to be that yourself. So well, of you, course, you that, ha- that's what I teach my clients. Yeah. You have to become high value before you can attract high value. Yeah. So I think on... Um, the the so okay when when you come across a high value man how do you and that you're interested in like is there no attempt to like make sure that you get that high value man before he's gone cuz all th- you can do is just throw the handkerchief as a woman mm-hmm. and throwing the handkerchief So what's be... what's the handkerchief? Tell me what a handkerchief is. So back in the day Well um, no no I know what it is. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about like what was what would you do to attract someone? What would so, you do to leave the hint? So, um, I, you know what I mean by dropping the handkerchief? Cause that's what women actually yes. used to do. Yeah. 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 It was and like, Oh, Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So now so what, would, what, version, what, yeah, what, what, what do you do in 2019 when you got DMS all day or day? Our version of dropping the handkerchief is liking pictures and not just one or two, but like three and following, um, it could be just like a, a comment like, wow, good job. You know, I see you out there working. Not like super flirty. Not, oh my gosh, you're the most handsome thing on earth. I'm drooling. You know, just not <laughs> like we know our worth. I value people. We know our worth. So we know that if we just drop a comment, you know, that you'll notice us. Okay. You know, that's just basically like saying I'm here and, you know, I could be interested maybe if you put in some effort. <laughs> okay. So that that would be the basis. Yeah, I mean if we're just talking about social media, yeah. Okay. So Okay, now you've done that. What what uh how much does a guy need to pursue for you to for you to I guess open the door for him? So obviously he would need to message or DM if we're still just talking about social media. So just a um, hi, how are you? Doesn't always work, but it can be an, an okay opener if we're like super attractive <laughs> if, to you. Like, oh wow, he's so hot and he looks so amazing. So okay, but um, then 
It could be okay. Like, I'm what if, okay, what, what if they're you? not as attractive as somebody else that you're super attracted to, but they would still be a potential good match? So, men that you're not attracted to just have to try harder, way harder. Well, I think you have to have some level of attraction. You, they, they, I agree, which is why you know. But but for well, that's mostly for a man. But for a woman, we can actually be won over by a man that we're not attracted to at first, because it is emotional for us. Okay, hundred percent. I think I think a good portion, but I, I still see that they have to have some level. Otherwise, that spark. I mean, we runs can't out. think that because, they're ugly. Yeah, no, well, and, but it's not about sparks for a real relationship to last. It's not anything about sparks, really. You don't think so? I think mm-hmm. sparks are important because it keeps. It's it's like what keeps it hot and fresh. Like that's even, lust. That's not no, love. no no no. Like I think like it's part it, of no, desire. No, so, I think sex is huge for long term relationships. They like even like you were saying earlier, like a girl a high value woman knows how to fuck right yeah which means that that you need to have a certain level of attraction in order for the sex to be as hot as it can be because you can be great at sex but if there's no chemistry sexually like attractiveness appearance wise like your best sex is still not going to resonate fully so i can't speak for every woman but we can have good sex with someone that we're not super attracted to if they're giving us all of our love languages they're they're they pursued us heavy they, you know, gave us a really deep emotional connection. Um, you know, like we can still have okay, so pretty good sex. How much so it's does very someone different. have to men, pursue? Men are, men are physical. From your perspective, how much does someone have, uh, a man have to pursue after a DM? Um, so they have to ask on a date that's like a real date, not just um, want to get drinks, want to chill, want to Netflix and chill. Like, no, those are fuck What's boys. a real date? A real date is uh, dinner or, um, you know, something something well thought out. Like, um, do you want to go to the Getty? Do you want to go to, sh- uh, the you know, play? Uh, do you want to, um, hey, I got tickets to this event. Do you want to check it out with me? Do you want to go to this art show? Um, you know, m- I'm really good at cooking. Can I cook something and have a picnic with you? If it's a first date, you don't really want to invite her over to your place. So that's why if you want to cook, then you have to like make it a picnic sort of thing. Okay. So something that... So then after that first date, though, like how, uh, from your perspective, how many times does a guy have to keep going to, for you to start showing some reciprocity? For you to start showing like, okay, well now I can do well, this for you. it's, it's, the thing is, I can't give like a specific I'm moment not, in yeah, time. It doesn't have to be an exact number or months or time, but what I'm saying is like, what does it take to get for you to be like, okay, I, now I want to do this for you so to show it, a level of interest back, not just like, oh yeah, you want me over now, I'll be with you. We we have to like, guys have to just get our attention, and sometimes we'll it'll be a few dates before we're like, wow, you know, he's really different, you know, he's really standing out. Um, like my my um, boyfriend before my current boyfriend, um, oh a long time ago it was like five years ago um i ended up like supporting him i paid his bills for three years but how he won me over was he took me grocery shopping and i was like wow that is that's good you know no one's really offered to do that and i needed i need groceries you know everybody needs groceries 
So it, it right now, what I'm I, I like again, I think we just have two different perspectives, and that's fine. I, we can agree to disagree, and we're gonna see things differently. But I'm just trying to like, I guess get because to, before, hold on, let me tell you. Before that, I was always like, I'm an independent woman. I got this and I got that. But when I allowed some good to come to me, and I allowed a gift, it made me feel like a lady. Yeah. And it and it made him feel like a man. So we had this really synergistic relationship in the very beginning. It was natural. And again, before that, I'm like, I'm an independent woman. I got this. I'm paying my bills. But in that relationship, I really felt what it was like to to drop into my femininity. And like he would um, take me shopping. I'd go down on him. You know, like it was it was just like natural. Like I wanted to do that stuff. Like I I was like, I can't wait to take your clothes off at home. You know, it's natural. And that's the beauty of like a good relationship. Like when a man is doing a really good job of pursuing a woman, the desire that that woman will have for him will be insane. Like you'll have the most passionate sex ever because it's like coming from a really primal place in a woman where she's like, oh my God, if like she'll, she'll get such a huge boost of oxytocin when you're, when you're, you know, winning her over like that and pursuing her, she'll want to just eat you up. You know, it, it's, and I can't a hundred percent explain it in words because it's this huge feeling that we get as well, women. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I'm, I've, yeah. I've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, wow, I really want him. Like he did that for me and I, like yeah it's hot it's really hot so i don't know it's like a certain click that happens you know like all of a sudden this guy is standing out from all the other dudes you know and i don't know how many guys girls typically date at the same time you know i might be different from other people but i would never just date one guy until we got serious or he got my full attention and he would have to work to get my full attention and i would have to know his intentions with me i would have to know that he 100 percent is working towards me being his girlfriend or wife or whatever that that's what he his ultimate goal is otherwise i wouldn't take him serious so to answer your question it's different for everybody but if a man is serious and trying hard it'll it'll get her attention and then and then she'll focus and then and then kind of logistics will be figured out like okay how are we going to make this relationship work you know let's say we do work towards this how is it going to work you know the nat- natural logistics and you figure okay we can make this work and then commitment happens but you know getting her attention that's the first like exciting moment for a woman like wow this guy is so standing out amongst all the other dudes it's just this big aha moment Mm -hmm. and all the other guys just start to fade away. They just fade away. And then you just have tunnel vision for that one guy because he put in the effort. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And I don't know why men don't, it's like the secret weapon. They can win over their dream woman with just pursuing her. For me, I mean, I'm not, saying the way you, you think is wrong or anything because i think everybody has different ways and you can find your right puzzle piece in a variety of ways. there's no one way in life i think for most things which i think is a beautiful thing about life is that there are many avenues to get to the same place i think for me from my perspective the way i think it's and you you said this earlier which i agree with people wanting to find someone that's special that's different from the rest now in what you've been saying it's the guy earning his place for the woman to see 
that he's different and that he stands out and that he's worth the time. I think for me, I consider myself a pretty high value man, but um, I but I, I try to I try not to be like very like me 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 me. I'm at this level, so you you know whatever. I try not to make it very egotistical, but I like to think that I'm always trying to get to myself to, to the highest place that I can be. But if from on my perspective, if I'm showing that I'm different and special, it's and and the girl's not really doing much and just like earn me earn me earn me. For me, I feel like. Well, what makes you different? No, she, she should. If she's interested in you, she'll respond. You know, like she'll she'll tell you she appreciates things, and and she'll say, "Oh, you're so awesome," or "You're so adorable," or, you know, whatever. See, her, but like words of endearment are the, the hard thing about that though is like I was kind of saying earlier is that a lot of women will exploit that. They, no, you have to be better discerning. You have to know who a high-value woman is. That's a man's job to do. But what I'm saying, though, is if a high-value woman and a low-hanging fruit, the initial first weeks or, you know, the uh, the way to pursue them is the same of, like... You'll get better You'll get better at knowing the difference between the two as you get older and have with you, more experience. Have, have you ever been tricked? I've been tricked several times. Yeah. Where, like... It's, yeah, it's, but like, I've gotten cause, better. Because I feel like it's like, a, a, for the most part, a big waste of time when you're like. It's not a waste of time because you well, learned, you you learned the, a lesson. I mean, nothing's a waste of time when you learn a lesson. That's what that's yeah, what, but what I'm saying, though, is like when things are not very clear from the woman's, per, uh, you know, from her effort and she's not showing that she is special yet. You, you have to discern if she's special before you try pursuing her. Okay, so... And again, you have to look for those traits that I listed. Yeah, but the traits you listed and the way you explained it sounds more down the road. So, Why is it down the road? Well, because you said a guy has to get me to that place, right? No, he, he doesn't have to get you to that place. A woman does that on her own. We, a woman has evolved on her own. But you said... No, 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 I'm not talking about her evolution. I'm talking about her reciprocity or her giving, right? Like, mm -hmm. she's taking, 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 and then she gives. No, you can ask her in advance. You can say, what, what were you like in your last relationship? You can just ask those questions. It's called communication. Yeah, but I mean, I think... Yeah, you can ask because I answer them on first dates. See, but I think taking people by their word is tough because everybody says that like they're the greatest at whatever everybody says that they did this right they did that no, right. no you can learn a lot when you ask them about their previous relationship for, for me i guess i'm more of a i study people so their mannerisms their gestures their tone stuff like that like for me i can learn a lot from someone by the way they move and the way they sound no you can so, you if you ask them about their previous relationship and they said oh he did this and he did that you just have to pay attention because everybody has you know they made some mistake you know they could yeah. talk about the mistake some of the mistakes I made are choosing the wrong person. Yeah. You know, I admitted my mistakes in the first relationship, even here on the pod podcast, a high value woman would do that. Right. So you have to pay attention to her consciousness and her taking responsibility because a, a, a conscious woman understands that, you know, she's responsible for her own world. How, how quick do you get serious? It depends on the man because, um, the man is leads. The man sets the tone for the relationship. Always, always. And you don't think that sometimes women get a little ahead of themselves? What do you mean women get ahead of themselves? Like if the man sets the tone because he's pursuing, mm -hmm. I'm saying you don't think sometimes like it can be misinterpreted of like, oh yeah, like he wants babies now or he like, like I need you to lock him down now. I, I talk to people about that on first dates all the time. 
So do you want kids? When do you want to have kids? Do you want to get married? Do you not want to get married? Do you want a single? Yeah. What? No, no. I you think have that's to talk good. about no, that. I think, I think it's good to sort through. Oh, what, yeah. if so you, important. If, if don't you, waste time. Yeah, yeah. If you know what you want. Yeah. Um, if you're not sure yet, then... No, you have put, to learn what you want and before you should be dating, to be honest with you. But if you... If you uh, and that's actually sometimes um, what I help clients with. I help them understand what they want. You know, you have to get really clear with yourself about what you want. Um, one of my clients came to me and he said, well, I don't really know what I want. And so I just started asking him questions. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what, what would the ideal relationship look like mm-hmm. every day? And we determined he wanted a friends with benefits. Okay. And I said, but that's not really um, a relationship. Right. So, so maybe you want, um, you want more of like a companion yeah. with, with benefits. Definitely. And he's like, okay, so I want a companion with benefits. So as soon as he got clear on that, then he was able to attract that. Right. Then he got what he wanted. Then he evolved even more, came back to me. He's like, okay, I got what I wanted, but then now I think I don't want it. And I said, well, what's the problem? Let's talk about it. Not fulfilled. Not fulfilled. So then what we determined, based on the questions I was asking, I said, well, what, what did you not like? And he's like, well, I wanted her being more devoted to me. I wanted more of this. You I wanted, wanted more relationship. love. So you want a relationship. Okay, so here's what you do. You want, usually a monogamous woman will give you those things. And a woman that's looking for an open relationship is not going to give you the devotion. So this is what I suggest. I suggest looking for a mature woman that you have a monogamous relationship in the beginning. You build a strong foundation, but make sure she's open-minded to allow it to evolve in the future. And he's like, wow, that is what I ultimately want. That is it. So the key is just like, Asking these questions to yourself. What is it that I want? How does this look like? What is the ideal relationship? How much love do I want? How much love do I want to feel? How, how much time do I want to spend with them? Yeah. Really, really focus on all of that stuff. And then you've kind of determined, okay, this is the ideal relationship. And then he got what he, yeah. this, what we yeah. decided, this it, is it what you want. To, and then he to got someone it. knowing themselves, mm-hmm. being in tune with their true desires not, I mean, not even desires, because um, desires can be misleading sometimes. But yeah, what they want in their life to make them feel happy and complete. Right. Um, almost like a necessity in a way. Then you can really know what you don't want and do want. So you can sort yes. through people and you can move on. You, can, you have to get very clear with what you want before you can be happy dating, to be honest with you. Because otherwise you're just like, oh. All you're doing is wasting uh, time. Uh, yeah, you're wasting now, everybody's now, time. Now, I think if you want to waste time and have fun, that's fine. Well, then, but then that's, but you have ha- to be clear be about clear, that. 100%. I want to hook up. Exactly. I want casual. Yeah, I can't No matter stand, what you want, you know what it is you want. So you just have to be clear with be that. Be clear and not misleading. Right. Like, there are too many people, and this happens more with dudes, where they, oh, uh, they lead girls on. Oh, yeah, I want this. I want that. But they don't. They, they just want an aspect of it. and then Trust they, me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've dealt with this for yeah, years. I've, I've seen it from women, too. But yeah. um, definitely, I think it's more with men. Yeah, for sure. Like, a thousand percent. I actually... I, I would get to a point where I would scare a lot of men off in the very beginning when they're interested in me because I had like a laundry list of questions, but I didn't care. I was like, you know what? The the right yeah, guy... because you, you knew what you wanted. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the right guy would answer those questions and the ones that just wanted to screw me would jet. Yeah. You know, but I had to know because I'm tired great. of like sorting through bullshit. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I got really So that clear, ties into the idea really that clear. I always tell people is like, if you know yourself... And you have high standards, keep your standards high. Yeah. Like I've heard for me, people always tell me I need to lower my standards. 
because my standards are too high. But I'm like, fuck that no. shit. I love that my standards are high because then I don't waste my time. Yeah, I don't waste and like, time. And not just romantically, but in all aspects of my life, whether it's collaborations, whether it's partnerships, whether it's business, whether it's friends even. like My standards are high for the people that I keep around me, including romance, because I know what I bring to the table. I know what I deserve and I know what I give. Again, I still, on my aspect, I, I give a lot up front too to like make sure that it's there's some room for um someone feeling appreciated from my efforts as well as i would expect uh, some level of reciprocity but sounds like this reciprocity thing is really important to you it's interesting because that's actually one of the numbers like the top three one one of the top three reasons people get a divorce is reciprocity but the thing is like you have by the way when i say reciprocity i don't mean that someone has to do the exact same thing i'm doing i think no you just want to feel like balance yeah So, so so they can do this they can return your effort with their effort in a different way and it yeah. balances you, it doesn't you, have to be you, like oh well i cooked so you wash the dishes it doesn't have to be like you know back and forth it could be well i do this and then she did that or so you know. i think it's important you communicate up front that your importance the importance you place on reciprocity yeah, so that sure. the woman knows but i think it's also important that you take the five love language tests mm-hmm. because the five love oh, language yeah, like you could, could, people love in different ways. Yeah, because then you could tell them what you need for your reciprocity. For you to feel. No, like, what you need for you to saying. feel the reciprocity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you have what, to what communicate you need that. To, for them to feel that. You need to tell them so they know what you need. Right. And then you also need to find out what theirs is so they feel. So, that they, yeah. they, they, so you guys fill each other's cup. Exactly. Yeah. And speak each other's love language. Exactly. And I always have a first date conversation about that too. Yeah. Like because always. people have different ways. Like some people yeah. are more affectionate. Some people are more doing things. Some people are, you know, the different levels or, I mean, different levels, different ways. So you have to compliment each other in their way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that keeping your standards high is great for all levels. And the idea that you should lower them because they're too high, I think No, is, I think you're just looking at the wrong places if people say they're too high. Yeah. And it's like, no. If if you're matching it, if you are not outputting what you want, then then you got to lower your standards because you can't expect people well, to do more if you're not. Th- this bringing. is another standards conversation that I have. So sometimes clients will come to me with a really fat belly and then tell me that they want a woman or a man with a six-pack. Mm-hmm. So I don't tell them that they should lower their standards. What I do is I tell them that they need to raise their own. Right. You know, like so they can, if you they can match. Yes. If you are demanding your partner have a six pack, you need to get to the gym. Definitely. And you need to work out. I and wholeheartedly you need to be agree with that. So it, another uh, like a lot of older men, you know, if they are doing the matchmaking thing, which again is just it's a very lazy way to date. But I take their money. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't have to pay me if they just learned how to become the ideal partner themselves. Yeah but they don't want to become the ideal partner. So they pay me anyway. That's cool. I'll take your money. (laughs) But I always have to explain to like these older men that are like 60 years old and they're like, yeah, I want a 29 year old woman. I'm like, then you got to get 29, bro. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm like, you know, (laughs) honestly, if you're, if you're going to have a 29 year old woman, then she's only going to be interested in your money. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. But sometimes they still don't care. They're they, they, it's almost like they want that arm candy or something. Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. Like The trophy wife. They're never going to be fulfilled. Oh, no. Like no. They could run out of money and then, you know, so they'll be like 90 on a respirator and, and no one will give a fuck yeah. because he, they didn't put in the effort. You know, so I've just learned a lot being a dating coach and love mentor. And what it all comes down to is 
yes, there is self-love and that's number one. That's the first step. Uh, I think a lot of people get stuck on that step because the next step is learning how to love other people. Mm-hmm. So once you, once you um, get really good at self-love, then sometimes you naturally just become really good at loving other people and being good in relationships in general. Um, but don't, don't just stay stuck in yeah. the self-love, you know, evolve, just yeah, keep evolving. Yeah. Cause even self-love as important as it is for humans to have that, like, I think that's fundamentally the biggest thing to create personal happiness with. Yeah. It's the foundation. It's the foundation. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, you still, can't just focus only on that because then there's Correct. still a level of selfishness there. If it's just like, oh, I love me, so me, 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 me. Well, you, that's not self love then. No, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, they, the, like they people misconstrue it. it sometimes, yeah. or they they think, oh, it's all about me. That's how self love is. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Self love is like loving yourself, but at the same time being able to spread love. Yeah, loving yourself when, when it's in its natural form mm-hmm. just naturally overflows to other people. Yeah, you, you know, you just have a lot of love to give. Definitely. You know, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Is that a good note to end on? That's a great note to love. <laughs> yeah, I love. I Got love, a lot of love I, to give. I love love. I love love too. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Love is the most amazing thing on the planet. Like I, I feel like whenever I experience love, it's like this is why I chose to be here on planet Earth. Like this yeah. is it. This is it's the best feeling. There's just nothing that compares. And if you haven't felt that then, you know, you will, hopefully, eventually. All you have to do is just keep working on yourself, look in different places, and hopefully one day And don't will. be afraid to show love to people. Like, a yeah. lot of people kind of get, like, weirded out sometimes or they get self-conscious about spreading love. But, like, no. the, I actually get happiest when I make other people feel good. Like, yeah. spreading love and making other people, like, like it's awesome. It's a good so, mindset to have. Yeah, yeah. Like, e- like, even, like, with dudes and stuff like that, a lot of times they, they feel like they can't compliment other dudes, like, I, if I see some dude with some fresh ass kicks, I'm like, yo, man, those shoes are fire, son. Like, yeah, that love language love. is called words of affirmation. Yeah, when I perform, when I get off stage and I see another person perform or if they perform before me or whatever, like, yo, man, you killed that shit. Good stuff, man. Like just making good energy. Words of affirmation. I'm yeah. all about that. That's one of my number one love languages. Sick. So yeah. Chelsea, where can people find you at? So um, on YouTube, I'm Chelsea Love Mentor or The Crypto Goddess. And on um, Instagram, my main personal account is The Chelsea Penner um, or It's The Love Mentor. If you want to specifically talk about this love stuff that we're talking about, I'm also The Crypto Goddess. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to help people if you want to learn more about this love topic and this love mystery a lot of us have, especially if you've lived in LA all your life. (laughs) It's very much a mystery for people that have lived here all their life. But I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help and spread the love. Bang. Yeah. So there you guys have it, guys. Chelsea Mm -hmm. Penner. Appreciate your time. Thank you yes, for coming through. Thank you so much yeah. for having no, me. Great. You're awesome. awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, I'll put you on another episode uh, maybe later this year and we could talk about some of the other topics that we're both interested in as well. Yeah. So I think this one was uh, very focused more on relationships, which is awesome because it's always a great conversation piece. Always. And I think there's always something for people to learn, um, yeah. even especially at points when we both have something to contribute or even have yeah, ba- varying opinions. <laughs> like some people can learn from some aspects of it so right. um yeah i think that's a great thing is even if you disagree with someone having a good conversation great it's all love it's all love all right guys Thank catch you, so you on the next one peace